What a shocker it was Sunday afternoon to look out over our vast new orchard planting space. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of February the 2nd, 2011. We are uh, enjoying the glow of looking at the hard work we did primarily this weekend on the orchard expansion. Yeah. We sure did see a lot of progress really fast. I know. I, didn't you say you and Dave Gray, well, we should back up and say Dave Gray, your brother, brought his bulldozer to the farm and helped clear trees and stumps, mostly mostly stumps because you had cut down a good many I of the trees. I had cut down most of the trees, so mainly he was pushing stumps out, and boy, was that a help. Right, and you really didn't get started Saturday afternoon because you had another project you brothers were working on until, what, about 3 o'clock? Exactly. And then you worked until dark, and then some, maybe, <laughs> and then Sunday you worked. We got started at after- 1 and yeah. worked until well into dark on Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it. That's that's the time we had yeah. the bulldozer, but we sure got a lot done during that time. Uh, the bulldozer arrived Friday, but uh, as you say, we did not actually begin using it until Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and you used your tractor too. I mean, you were while he was out driving the dozer, you were out in the tractor. Had a nice little teamwork going with tractor and the bulldozer together. Dave Gray would push the stumps out, and that's a fairly tedious process because with a big stump he couldn't just push it straight out he had to cut in on one side and then cut in on another side and then push it out and sometimes push it out in one direction then go around on the other side and push it out in the other but he would push a big stump out and roll it a couple of times to shake the dirt off and then I would pick it up with the pallet forks using tractor and shake it some more to get the dirt off and then transport it up the hill to a spot where I have stored those stumps so they can dry out and then come back and the the it, the timing worked out well because about the time that I would come back he would have another stump out yeah and I could yeah. uh, take it off as well that's good and you all had great weather for this work didn't the you the weather was just ideal for this work as Dave Gray pointed out because it was damp enough so the stumps came out fairly easily, Yeah. yeah. Uh, yet dry enough so that the dirt came off of them fairly well. We didn't have a lot of dirt caked on the stumps. That's good, yeah, yeah. And so it was we, we kept most of the good soil on the orchard floor itself, which is where we want it. And we've decided it looks like some pretty good soil, doesn't it? We were pleased that uh, the soil quality seems as high as it is. We were thinking that we would run into the same sandy kind of stuff that we have in more exposed areas. But, of course, it's a real advantage to have a forest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That forest has uh, really built up the soil. Now it's our duty as good stewards to preserve the quality of that soil, and we hope over time enhance it. Oh, yes. Well, we're starting out by just trying to hold that soil in with some ryegrass. So we went out and seeded. You did a turn, and I did some, 
seeded fairly heavily with ryegrass seed. I, even as we were finishing contouring it, um, you and I both were taking turns with the ryegrass spreader, trying to get seed down as quickly as possible so that um, it would be there when the rains came. And of course, we had a light rain Sunday night and uh, much heavier rain yesterday. Yeah. And uh, the day after you all finished, I drove to uh, the feed and seed store and bought about six rolls of landscape cloth so we can put that down, that fabric to hold the soil. Uh, part of it in the area that we've just cleared, and then we've got a few more stumps to take out <clears throat> up between the lodge site and the barn where we plan to plant additional fruit trees. And we can talk a little bit about our, our plans for that if you yeah. want to. But anyway, so we can, hopefully that will aid us in stopping the erosion. That certainly is our hope. Um, we don't have nearly, nearly enough landscape fabric to cover the area we have cleared. So I think your idea of buying that landscape fabric was to put on problem spots that yeah. we can know coming out of the box are going to be problems. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, that's what we will focus on with it. Uh, meanwhile, we were very successful in using most of the trees that had to come down. We have, I'm estimating, somewhere between a cord and a half and a cord and three-fourths of firewood up on the lodge site. And we have somewhere around three cubic yards of this wonderful longleaf breeze hardwood mulch. It's good stuff, yeah. That we uh, were able to produce. And we have several trees that I didn't have time to do anything with other than just pull them out of the way. And so that will contribute additional firewood and additional mulch. So that's a project for later on in yes. the spring, I we guess. We have our work we... cut out for us. <laughs> but right now we um, have some more urgent tasks that we need to attend to. Right. As we mentioned, the landscape fabric is one. Um, and then we're supposed to go day after tomorrow to Petals from the Past and pick up about 52 trees uh, to plant out there, fruit trees. And that will be our main purchase, not the only one, but our main purchase of trees. And then we will get started uh, getting them in the ground. Mm -hmm. Our hope is that we will um, plot out where on the orchard each line of trees is going to be figure out where each tree needs to be, figure out where each post needs to be, and poke all the holes with the augers that we have, and then come back and plant the trees. Then we have this fairly complex little sequence that you and I have cooked up. All right. First, we plant the trees. We figure the next most urgent task is to get the deer fence up, which will be an electric deer fence that goes around the entire orchard east of the driveway. Once that's complete, then we set about immediately to do the drip irrigation, which mm -hmm. um, needs to be in fairly soon. And then the, the last thing we do to finish up the orchard is to get those trellis lines in place. Almost everything on the east side of the orchard we're planning to trellis in some mm -hmm. form or fashion. Yeah. So, Of course, we decided that doesn't have to be done first because at the beginning, the trees will be pretty small. 
Right. Won't really need the trellis. But we need to know where the trellis is going to be and yes. actually drill the holes for the trellis posts before we plant mm -hmm. so that we won't have to get tractor back out there after the trees are growing. And I take it we won't need the tractor to help us transport the beams. They won't be that heavy. You and I can just lift No, we've got them. you for that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we we probably will use tractor to take the post to that spot. But the nice thing about tr using tractor to take a post is that he can stay right on a straight line and never get over into where the trees are growing. Right. It's only you know the, drilling those holes requires that tractor be turning, yeah. and maneuvering, and so forth. I remember so, doing that before. Yeah. So yeah. And then at some point, of course, we've got to pay some attention to these trees that I've stacked up all over the core campus and um, that'll yeah I guess that comes after the trellis lines are in place right and, and speaking of other trees to plant uh, yesterday Dave Gray gave you some crab apple trees and persimmon trees too he didn't did he? and uh, we'll be planting those out in the woods no mm -hmm. need to plant them as part of a, a horticultural area it's just they're just trees that you uh, plant so that you can attract wildlife. And I'm thinking we can plant those outside the fence, but maybe in some of those areas where it's sloping down so precipitously, maybe. it'll help hold the soil. Yeah. And so. he also gave us a couple of wild plums, oh, which good. would be fun. Yeah, I say wild plums. They're Maybe the, the right word is common plums. They're not mm -hmm. the big rascals that uh, people grow uh, professionally, but they should be tasty. Good, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. And then, of course, I've been working on Veg Hill already. Let us not forget Veg Hill. We um, have been spending relatively little time there over the winter, but that's about to change. Yeah, I've gotten out and planted um, some onion sets that I, that I bought at Farmer's Feed in Wetumpka. And we had, uh, this is part of the Veg Hill East that had been under sun hemp most of last year. And we've now cut down the sun hemp, at least on that row. Yeah, on that and row, we still have a lot more that needs to come down. Yes, we do. Uh, and we have enriched it with some compost and topsoil. And you have uh, been out there planting onion sets and uh, topping them off with some of our mulch. That's right. So hopefully they're good to go. And then they got a nice rain yesterday. So I think we're, we're in pretty good shape. And I have a list already of what I need to plant in the ground in the next month and then this month I'll also be starting some seed uh, to, for transplants. Yeah, that reminds me. I need to attend to that grow light. We have um, yes. we've uh, agreed to um, a much more intentional approach to seed starting uh, beginning this year. We're using a soil blocker from Johnny's Seed. We're using uh, prepared ProMix from Petals from the Past, and you're going to be starting several trays, and we will have them under grow lights, and we will have them on um, our own homemade heat mat. Our <laughs> heat mat consists of an electric blanket under some plastic to make sure it stays safe. And um, so we're going to be paying a lot of attention to seed starting this spring in the midst of all these other tasks that we have outlined for ourselves. Yeah, it's like you said, it's going to be a very busy spring, but uh, um, I, I'm it'll catching all be good. you by surprise to ask you this, but let's quickly summarize the trees we're planning to plant in the orchard expansion. Okay. 
Well, I know that we have um, peaches, pears, apples. Uh, we talked about maybe some plums, although we may make, wait another year yeah, to add right more plums. Right now, we're sort of leaning against more plums. Plums yeah. are tough here in central yeah. Alabama. Yeah. They, they're very prone to disease and fungus and so forth. So that's, so. that's iffy. Um, figs. Let's see. Of course, more blueberries, blackberries, muscadines, persimmons. Did I mention that? Pomegranates. There you go. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the run of it. Yeah. Um, so we, it, it's it's a big commitment that we are making to growing fruit, most of which we feel pretty confident about. There's some things about which we're taking chances, like we're not absolutely sure that pomegranates are going to a work out and grow well and B, be something we really look forward to eating. We'll just have to see how that works out. But we can always make juice. Pomegranate juice is very good for you, high in antioxidants. High in antioxidants, so uh, that's the the way it is. Well, we finished up a little early, but that's all we had planned to talk about today. Can you think of anything else? Well, and for next week, we thought we might talk a little bit about um, our cover crops, but we haven't thought as much or we haven't really made a decision i won't say we haven't thought about it, but the cover crop that we want to put on the west side of our veg hill um you listened to an interesting um web seminar webinar um about the importance of mixing or putting in a, a mix of multiple types of cover crops in the same space they were big on cocktails of cover crops and I understand that. Uh, what I do know is that I am very pleased with the results we got from the sun hemp on the east side. Uh, notably that we got good biomass and we created great root channels. Yeah. So I'm, it's going to take a lot to dissuade me from emphasizing sun hemp on the west side. We'll just, we got a lot to think about. Yeah. And maybe so, we will have made a decision by next week. We can talk about possible. it. It's <laughs> possible. It's also possible we'll still be scratching our head a week from now. But, but we'll need to plant that this spring. We certainly hope that we will have made some more progress on the uh, orchard. The other thing that we've got to to attend to while Dave Gray still has his bulldozer here is working on my work platform down the hill. Oh, and a trail. We had a trail. We, we got a couple of trails up. we wanted to cut, and you and I need to get out and plot those trails out so yeah. that when he's ready with his bulldozer, we'll know where he needs to go. Yeah. We don't want to stop with the bulldozer running and say, I don't know, should it go this way or that yeah, way? Yeah, you're right. While he's got the bulldozer, <laughs> we want to do that. So, so yeah, we've got some, some other um, tasks to attend to in the next couple of days. But we'll get it done, and uh, we look forward to giving everyone a report over the next few weeks about our fruit, at least our fruit planting. Uh, You may have to wait several years to hear about fruit production. (laughs) Yeah, and I shared with you a Greek proverb I heard, a society becomes great when its old men plant trees in whose shade they know they will never sit. Well, we certainly hope to reap some benefit from these trees that we're planting. Yeah, we hope we're not there yet, but I, I agree with that. But we and understand I think, yeah. that we are leaving a legacy here. Exactly. And it's important to us to be attentive to that legacy. Yeah, I try to picture our grandson Smith plucking fruit from all these trees. And we hope that you are busy leaving a positive legacy for those you love as well and that you have a great week.
You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.